are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. We're here at the Rialto. Uh, and things are grim. Things are grim. We're piggybacking on the Blazers Outsiders Rialto uh, live from the Rialto recording. We're here with the Blazers Outsiders. We're here with Dan, Joe, Shane, the whole, game. the whole crew. Dane's here. Dane is also here. Alex is here. Kim is here. We have a whole crew. Everybody's here. Everybody's depressed. Everybody's, Everybody's really depressed. Everybody's going to side stories about small town. You're fine. Mid Willamette Valley. Yeah. Uh, my sadness is only on the inside. Dane's sadness is on the inside. We've just devolved into a mid Willamette Valley, mid mid Portland uh, suburbs kind of rivalry talk. Yeah, this is too, it's too bad. This, this is the most. This is the worst I've felt about the Blazers in a while. Watching it's, this game, it's pretty depressing. Watching to watch JJ Perea walk in for a layup. Yeah. I think every Blazer fan is going to go into a deep depression after this. Like it's going to be only like, right. But um, so is that right now? Yeah. At least we have the Blazers outside. Blazers outsiders are on TV right now. What? I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm, I'm at a loss for words for how bad this defense is. And I don't know why. No, I don't know. It's the same people. They just stopped playing defense. It stopped working. I don't get it. Dame's having a really bad night shooting the ball. Five, he was like 5 for 15 last we checked. Yeah, they have no chance. He's getting free throws, but that's basically, it. Basically like, they're the, living at the free throw. The only chance the Blazers have when they play like this is that Dame goes supernova and scores 45 points and gets, you know, shoots like 7 for 9 in the fourth quarter and kind of brings them back. Because and they're currently the, down by 20. The Mavericks so are terrible. They're currently down by 20, so I think Dame's night is probably over. Um, oh. But we're, we're, we're going to – this is going to be a great intro to our podcast tomorrow. Just the depression. The depression? The Blazers fan depression that is setting in. It's really setting in. Are so, you stopping it? Yeah, we yeah. So there you just heard our intro for uh, today's podcast. It is not positive. It was not a, a positive night for the Trailblazers. Um I think that uh, has to be said, uh, and it, it wasn't. It was it was really bad. I, I think it was one of the more discouraging games to see from this team, uh, especially in a spot where you know they they've lost now eight of eleven, um, and they had lost seven of ten going in. Uh, against a team that had actually been playing quite well in Dallas, uh, coming off a win against the Clippers, and then also, you know, they got Luka Doncic back from a, a hip injury that kept him out a, a couple of games, and Portland was frustrated. Harkless and Aminu picked up technicals last night. It, w- it was uh, a very, very frustrating game to watch. A poor start once again for the Trailblazers as they fell behind by 14 in the first quarter. They actually outscored the Mavericks in those final three quarters, but that first quarter was just too much for them to overcome. And again, it, it was just, you know, kind of rearing its ugly head. And it's that's just kind of been 
how it's been lately. And the Blazers themselves can't really pinpoint it. As Seth and I were talking about, it's hard for us to pinpoint it. It just seems like there's just not as much energy, not as much uh, attentive uh, attention to details. Uh, a couple of, you know, even like Zach Collins. And, you know, this is something that I noticed last night, you know, he basically walks to close out on Dwight Powell in the third quarter when Portland's trying to make a comeback and lets Powell just, you know, basically shoot two, shoot two, three pointers without a hand in his face. And, you know, you, you got to make that guy who's, you know, seven footer, like put the ball on the floor and do something with it. And that was kind of the what I saw last night, but it really is just you know it's been really disappointing all around. And Terry Stotts had a had a great quote after the game last night: "Get off to a slow start, get down at halftime, make a good comeback, and fall short." We're all getting tired of it, and I think no, nobody. I think he's he's speaking to the Blazers fans when he says that. I mean, I, I, Terry is a smart guy. I think he knows. He knows how the fans feel, and, and and I think also that's just it's good to see that the team is not okay with it. I think it's an encouraging sign that uh, I think it's a very encouraging sign that they realize that that's an issue for them, but it's not necessarily. Uh, it hasn't gotten fixed yet, so you, that's obviously the, the next step. But it, it is uh, very, very frustrating right now for for the Portland Trailblazers where they are, how they've played as of late. Uh, another rough shooting game from the field for uh, Damian Lillard, although he really did a good job and really did make an effort in the fourth quarter and the third quarter to try and get the team back in it. He was very active getting to the free throw line. He was really... He was doing everything he could out there. I, I, I tweeted in the second half that I thought that Dame was the flex seal on the boat, and, and it, he was just, you know, a one-man patch keeping everything together. And it wasn't enough it, because Portland dug themselves too big of a hole, and Dallas has good enough players to – uh, make you pay and, and, and keep you at arm's length. And Luka Doncic hit some big shots. Uh, Wesley Matthews obviously hit some big shots as well. Basically, the whole team for Dallas played well. Their bench played well, and they, they've been strong. But uh, this has kind of been a theme as of late that Portland's bench has just not been quite as good as they were when they had that 10 and three start. And uh, this is either, you know, it's regression to the mean or it's a, you know, bump in the road and maybe they'll figure it out. It's too early to say right now, but you know, you you look at uh, guys like Seth Curry who have struggled this season to really make an impact and Zach Collins, a guy who's kind of faded. Evan Turner actually had a pretty good game last night, but uh, teams are, are really targeting him and trying to slow him down and, and, and try and stop him from kind of getting the offense going with that second unit, which was happening at the beginning of the season. And so a lot of very, very frustrating things are happening and uh it was not an encouraging loss and it and it does seem like finally the the team itself is at least acknowledging that everything is not fine and that they've got to figure it out because 
what they're doing is not working right now. The way they're playing, it's not working. They're not winning. They're not playing good defense. It really is uh, quite – it's not a shock because teams go through this, but it is – it is very jarring the the difference with which Portland has played defense, and I know their opponents have made a higher percentage of their three pointers as of late, which is something that they've pointed to. But you know, it's not all luck when you get to that point, and uh, I think some of it was the effort. And I'll go back to that series of plays with Zach Collins and Dwight Powell, where. Sure, Dwight Powell is a center. You don't expect him to be able to shoot the three, and he's not really a guy that you're going to be scared of. But he's in the NBA, and if you give an NBA player a wide-open three-pointer, odds are they're probably going to make it. doesn't matter who they are. You know, It could be Kendrick Perkins. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. But what I'm saying is NBA players are the best basketball players in the world, and you can't let them have wide-open shots. And I think that happened far too often last night obviously happened far too often in the first quarter and they, they've got to figure out what they're missing I, I think it's there's definitely an intensity uh, factor uh, there and, and some of the guys on the team addressed that last night and I'm going to talk about some of the reports that came out of Dallas last night in the loss to the Mavericks when we come back with more locked on Blazers and we're back here on Locked on Blazers. It is a, a tough time right now for the Portland Trail Blazers. Tough time to be a Blazers fan. Uh, I, I know that you know, last night, I think the emotions were very, very high well, or low, whatever you want to say. Um, I, I definitely think that this loss was very discouraging to a lot of Blazers fans. I, I mean, I, I don't think... I mean, I don't. I don't think that the Blazers are going to sell off their their best players in tank, but I definitely think that there was a sentiment among fans last night was like, "Hey, forget about it." Um, obviously, that's that's not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to trade CJ and Dame and and completely bottom out because even if they did, they wouldn't be bad enough. I don't think uh, compared. They've already won too many games. I think for them to be uh, a, a real tank contender, uh, just because. Phoenix, Cleveland, Atlanta, those three teams are going to be really, really bad. And and it's going to be hard for Portland to get a top pick, even if they somehow managed and or decided that it was time to blow it all up. And I don't see that. And and, uh, so... Moving on from that, which are some of the things that you know emotionally fans were getting into last night, I do think it's it's really important to also take stock of where the team is right now. I think it's at least more important for the purposes of this podcast because that's those are the people that are going to change or have the power to change the outcomes for this Blazers team that have been negative outcomes as of late. And uh, one of the stories that came out last night, uh, I think the best story that came out from last night came from Jason Quick over at The Athletic. And Damian Lillard gave uh, kind of a halftime speech to the team about how the players need to be accountable to themselves because the coaches are going to come in and they're going to say things and try and motivate the players or make strategic changes or what have you. But 
I don't think Portland's strategy is necessarily wrong here. And and Lillard's comments to the team kind of got to that. He said to Quick, you have to govern yourselves. Coaches can get mad and say things, but we are out there together, and I have to be able to look at the next person, and they have to be able to look at me and know that I want to get this done same as you. Sometimes you just have to talk to each other. It's got to be about us, especially right now. It has to be about us. And uh, it is... I think this is kind of indicative of Dame's style style of leadership. I I, I think he's not a guy that's going to berate guys and uh, yell at guys and 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 you know bully guys. That's not how he leads. You know he he is more about trying to meet people in the middle. And I think what he's saying is kind of his way of of going about it and it is a change in the tone that he had from the San Antonio game where it wasn't everything is fine nothing is different where nothing feels different now it, it, they can't ignore that they just have not played well and they just they're not making the extra effort plays and this is something that Lillard referenced to Quick again, saying that the urgency and and the, the energy is just not there from the team. And uh, good, you know, this is this is exactly what we should be hearing right now. You know, it doesn't need to be, you know, Dame broke something or someone threw something, and it doesn't have to get violent and and all that. But it can. They 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 need to start being more accountable for themselves, and that is what Dame is saying. And uh, you know, I you know shouldn't expect anything less from him. But uh, you know, when is that going to change? Is it just they need to you know because even they were at home and and they were losing home games. So it's not to say that just coming back to Portland is going to fix their problems because. That's hasn't been the case this year. You know, they, they haven't held serve a, a, as much as they've wanted to, and they just have been extremely inconsistent. They, you know, they had a very good start to the season, but it, it's really fallen off a cliff. The defensive intensity isn't there. Uh, the 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 bench play isn't there. It's there's a lot of factors at play, and it's it's all. You know, coming together to make a, a, a really tough stretch of basketball for this team, and and this is Portland's kind of in a make or break moment right now. They they, they really have to answer the bell, and and they'll probably get a a little bit of a boost in their next game because the opponent that they face on Thursday, Phoenix, is the worst team in the league right now and they had 11 points the other night uh in like the second quarter which is really bad but um so so yeah they'll have opportunities to get right i suppose but them getting right is definitely going to be a uh it's not going to be easy and it also is, does not fall on, on one guy. You know, I think this is a collective effort. I think also Mo Harkless has kind of struggled. I mean, he just hasn't been very good ever since he got into the starting lineup. And he's had a couple of good games here and there, uh, decent ones anyway. But it, it's just kind of been the same inconsistent level of play from him. And the other thing that I 
don't really know at this point is is what Portland does differently because um, Jake Lehman wasn't very good either, and and the starting lineup with Jake Lehman wasn't very good either. So it's hard to say they got to go back to what was working because. I think part of the reason that it was working was that the team was just playing with a little bit more – they had a little bit more verve. They had a little bit more juice, it seemed. And and it wasn't – I don't think uh, – uh, I don't think playing Jake Lamb in 15 minutes a game is the reason why – or not playing him the 15 minutes a game he was playing is the reason why Portland hasn't played well. And so uh, – you know, and there's a lot of ongoing things with this team. Seth Curry still has not really made an impact, as I mentioned, uh, and and CJ McCollum, while great against Denver the other night, uh, has had more games where he's not been very good than he has been at uh, an All Star level. And earlier in the season, when when Portland was winning games and figuring out ways to win, and his stats weren't that great. I thought there was a chance that he could be an all-star just because Portland was winning games at such a high rate. But now, you know, now that they're in, you know, the bottom of the Western Conference playoff picture, at least in the in, they're in the seventh spot or eighth spot right now, and it is, it's not they're not going to get multiple all-stars in that spot. And so, uh, and, and Portland is only a half game ahead of Sacramento right now after the loss last night. So uh, things are things are difficult right now. And the, I guess the good news for Portland is that the Western Conference is so jammed up and lots of teams are in the mix for the playoffs. There's only five games separating, five and a half games separating 14th from first in the conference. So we've got a long way to go still, but it is uh, not good right now for the Portland Trailblazers. But the good news is, is that the team that they're going to face tomorrow uh, at the Moda Center is having some of the worst they, they're coming off one of the worst games one of the worst scores i've ever seen so we're going to come right back we're going to talk about the phoenix suns what to expect with them when they come to the moda center tomorrow to face the portland trailblazers and we're here for our last segment of locked on blazers and it is our game preview for the next game and that is going to be portland's game against the phoenix suns on Thursday at home uh, Phoenix Suns team that will be without Devin Booker for a little while because he hurt his hamstring against the Lakers on Sunday and he he dealt with a hamstring issue earlier in the season so uh, they're going to be very careful with that since he's their franchise player at this point and is a guy that uh, they, they really need for the future in Phoenix which it seems like they're always building towards the future but uh, Phoenix Lost last night, one twenty-two, one hundred five. Again, in a in almost very Blazers fashion, a score that does not accurately reflect how insanely lopsided this game was. At one point, the Suns were down forty-one to eleven. Um, it was it was really really bad, and they had eleven points with about three minutes gone in the second quarter. They eventually started to score and and, and get some points, and they actually broke a hundred which in today's NBA is not exactly hard, but uh, they 
are really bad. Um, they still have Trevor Ariza because he can't be traded until December 15th. So that that's one uh, thing to, to keep in mind. I guess he's probably their most consistent player at this point, uh, even if he's not necessarily their most talented player. And they have DeAndre Ayton, who is, I think, I like him. I like the way he plays. I like the way he moves without the ball. Um, I don't think he should have been the number one pick, but that's not his call. Um, he can kind of shoot. He can, he can do some things with the ball defensively. He's he's not very good, and Portland should have, or at least not yet anyway at this point in his career, Portland should have a field day scoring against the Suns' terrible defense and without Devin Booker, they really don't have any excuses to not come up with a very good defensive game on Thursday. One that, you know, the type of game that they haven't had really as of late. And uh, I don't think that Portland is going to be taking Phoenix lightly in this one. And they shouldn't because right now they can be beaten by anybody the way they're playing, the way they're allowing dribble penetration, the way they're, in my opinion, not really closing out on shooters as hard as they were earlier. And I just, it's a, it's a good thing, but you know, I don't think anybody is going to be saying the Blazers are back when, if they beat Phoenix on Thursday, you know, it's just going to be a very take care of business win. And, uh, it's not going to be an exciting one by any stretch of the imagination, but it is important now because every game in the Western Conference is important with how close all these teams are bunched up. And uh, it, Portland has an opportunity here to kind of get right before actually playing some tough teams in the coming days after the Phoenix game. So uh, we talked about Portland's schedule the other night, but this is the gimme on the schedule, the only one. Uh, And so they have to be ready for this. They have to take care of business. And uh, it it will probably be good if they can have a good defensive game and just build some confidence back because – while they can say that they're you know they're sticking together and all that, it's hard not to say that these losses don't hurt their confidence a little bit. And and getting back on track is is going to be important. Not necessarily for guys like Dame and CJ or Evan Turner and guys who have been around, but I think for a lot of the younger players, the less experienced players, a lot of the guys on that Blazers bench, uh, I, I think it will be important for them. And and the bench needs to kind of get back to it. And 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 Phoenix. Not really a great bench either. Uh, they have some recognizable names on there, like Ryan Anderson, Rashawn Holmes, Jamal Crawford, but they're you know they're not they're not someone that the Blazers should be afraid of. And so, uh, hopefully, Thursday presents an opportunity for Portland to fatten up a little bit and and feel good about themselves, feel good about the bench, feel good about their play. But if if things don't go well, I mean, I don't, you know, that is as rock bottom as it's going to get. So hopefully they don't get there, uh, but that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Blazers. It was not a happy one, but uh, it is what is going on right now with this Blazers team. So uh, we will be back with you after the Phoenix game on Thursday. So keep it locked here. Leave a review. Reach out to me on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time.